1: When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat, but as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 78. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had an amazing week. I've had a really great week. Actually, last Thursday, I decided to take a mental health break from IG, which was long overdue. I've basically been posting higher Self content on Instagram since the end of 2016, so that's nearly six years of posting, um, almost every single day, and I've never given myself a break, so it was definitely a choice that needed to happen. I started to realize... Why have you not taken a break? You know, what is that attachment? And I really wanted to investigate it. I really wanted to see what happened if I stopped posting. Um, And you can't really know what your relationship really is to something until you kind of step away, right? So I haven't posted since last Thursday. And guess what? I have gotten so much accomplished in terms of things that I've been wanting to do. I reorganize our entire basement, which is something that I have wanted to do for a long time. And I really, really enjoyed it. It wasn't like a stressful thing. I just, I went and got like bins and I like separated everything out and I labeled it. And it was just like such a great feeling to be able to just have time. And then yesterday we went and got some flowers and planted them in our front yard and you know, I just, it's just been really, really nice. and I, And I'm really starting to see how much creating content takes up a lot of space within me. And I love it. You know, I love making those little videos. I love doing those little writing things because I'm a creative person. And I really love making stuff that I think could be helpful to people. But you know, you gotta take care of yourself too. And it feels really nice to not have that pressure every single day. A pressure that I was really putting on myself. Nobody else was putting that pressure on me. Maybe social media, I think, does put pressure on people to feel like they have to be constantly creating content, especially professionals, especially creators. But it's really about what you tell yourself, right? It's really about how you assess your value and what makes you happy. And I know that. Through my podcast, through this podcast, um, through the book that I'm writing, there's all kinds of ways of giving back. And I don't need to be doing that every single day if it's not making me happy, right? So, yeah, we're all just on this path. And it's funny how much you think you know how to take care of yourself, but it's also just constantly evolving. Your needs are evolving. I don't have the same needs I did five years ago. I do need more space to relax. I do need more time to just sit with my dog or sit outside in the sun. It does take a lot out of me to be constantly working. And I know you're listening to this like, hello, duh, bunny. Like, this is what you talk about all the time. This is what you tell us all the time. But sometimes it's hard to have that perspective about yourself. And we're all on this path together, all learning about ourselves, all learning about what's really going to make us happy. You know, I'm somebody who has been so driven for so long in terms of my purpose. Like, I know that sometimes people have a hard time of like knowing their purpose. And that's totally, you know, part of being human. But I've known my purpose for a while now. And I've never had any struggle with finding drive and energy and to work towards that. But the other day, I thought to myself, you know, what if what if I don't reach those goals that I've always wanted, you know? What if I don't make make it to that certain level that I've always been striving for or building towards? What would happen, you know, really? What would happen if I didn't get the thing that I always wanted? Would I be okay? Of course I would. Of course I would be okay. I'm enough already right now. And I think sometimes when you work in a field where you want to have an impact and help as many people as you can, the boundary between wanting to help as many people as you can versus needing that kind of outside validation is a tricky one. And you can get caught up in forgetting (laughs) The real ultimate purpose of all of this is for you to heal too, is for you to know you're enough. It's funny, I'm like constantly telling people you're enough just how you are, but I don't put that on myself enough. I mean, (laughs) I don't tell myself that enough. So I'm working on it along with you and even a little step like not posting on Instagram for a couple of weeks, I'm already having all of these realizations. I can do a much better job at taking care of myself. Alrighty, well, I am also really excited because this Saturday, the 30th at 4 p.m. Eastern is going to be our first installment of Higher Self Readings on Zoom for our Patreon subscribers on the Angels and Miracles tier. And this is how it's going to go down. Basically, I have scheduled Zoom meetings for every last Saturday of the month. And anybody who wants to on the Angels and Miracles tier can sign on to those meetings and ask me a question. I'm going to be answering four questions per meeting. So if there's something that you want to ask me, can't wait for your question to be answered on the pod or, you know, maybe you want to hear it directly from me. Don't be shy and come onto the Zoom. It's going to be really, really loving and sweet, a small group probably, and We also would appreciate people just coming on and watching and taking part and sharing your energy. I think it's going to be really, really nice. So this Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern is going to be our first one. And every last Saturday of the month, I'm going to be doing them. So please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber on the Angels or Miracles tier and join us for these really special, sweet, intimate sessions. Okay, everyone, I'm really excited for this week's questions, so let's get it started.
2: Hey, Bunny, I'm calling because I find I've been having a hard time accessing my higher self lately. I've been listening to this podcast since its very beginnings, and I remember how strongly I could feel the presence of my higher self, and it truly changed how I navigated my day-to-day and my relationships. I was able to access um, these feelings of, of love so much more easily. Um, But two years into a pandemic and increasingly uncertain times, I'm finding it harder and harder to access my higher self. And this shows up in many different ways, Um, but I find mostly in my relationships. Um, So like, for example, if a friend or colleague does something that I find is mean or unjust. Lately, I've just been jumping right into, like, super negative thoughts. Like, wow, that person is such a jerk or, like, that person is so disrespectful. I can't believe they did that. Um, and I feel like I used to be a lot better at, at not doing that and, like, trying to look at things with more of like a loving lens um but i also feel like so stuck from how frustrated and angry i am with the state of things in the world right now um and i feel like that anger is almost like a barrier to accessing my higher self um, I go to therapy and I take antidepressants, um, but this loss of connection to my higher self has been pretty upsetting to me. And I, I know it's still there, um, but I was wondering if you had any tips for reconnecting to your higher self right now. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for listening to everyone's messages
1: and answering with so much love. We love you right back. Being on the path of your higher self isn't always going to feel pleasant. In fact, when you get really good at being aware of your state of consciousness, you can begin to notice more and more when you're being judgmental or reacting in a way that doesn't reflect compassion. But all of that is okay. The entire point of aligning with your higher self is to accept yourself for where you are right now in your journey. If you're feeling anger and frustration at the world, at injustice, or at people who are causing harm, that's because you care deeply about the world and about other people. It's because you have a heart that feels the pain and suffering of others. Your higher self doesn't want you to deny those feelings. Your higher self is holding you in love while you're processing those feelings. And so if you're still feeling that anger, it's because you're still processing. And that is totally okay. You don't have to rush or put pressure on yourself that you need to be different right now. The wisdom of your higher self knows that this anger and frustration is one phase of awakening. And if you trust yourself and your process enough, you will reach the next stage, which is the power of compassion. Compassion isn't toxic positivity. It isn't denying the suffering or harm of others or injustice. It's the vision to see the systematic cause and to understand that people behave from their wounds. Everyone deep down just wants to feel like they belong and like they are enough. And many people have very distorted methods of trying to empower themselves by taking from other people, putting other people down or oppressing other people. They are misguided because they don't know their true value is within. And being angry at them is easy and understandable, but it also steals your joy. You have been working on yourself going to therapy, getting healing, because you are aware enough to know that real power comes from within. And that is a testament to your courage and your connection to your higher self. But no one is perfect. We are not enlightened masters and we're gonna have days and times in our life when it's harder. That's why it's so important to set ourselves up for success by having a daily practice that plugs us into that right? So whether that's meditation or praying or journaling, I personally think journaling in the morning to your higher self is a really good way of checking in, plugging in to that state of consciousness, right? Even if it's just saying exactly what you said to me in this message, like, hey, I know I should be feeling compassion right now, but I'm just angry and all of that kind of stuff. You know, letting it out, telling your higher self what you're going through. I promise you're going to find that voice of compassion quicker and faster, and especially self-compassion and self-acceptance when you are in the daily practice of connecting with that. We can't just sit back and expect ourselves to automatically see love or be in the consciousness of love and compassion in a world where we are constantly bombarded with loveless action. I mean, you open up your phone and there's people talking about, you know, World War Three, and then you look over here, and then people are talking about the death toll of a pandemic, and then you look over here, and then it's like, you know, toxic politics and a subway shooting, and all of these things. I mean, we live in an unhealed world. That's just the reality of this realm. And in order for us to sustain our connection with our inner peace and our joy and our sense of empowerment, we have to prioritize connecting with who we are beyond this world every single day. We have to. We can't just sit back and go about our day and expect it to automatically happen. We have to curate our lives for that. And so part of being on this path is exploring and experimenting with different ways, different modalities that are going to help bring you back to that place. I mean, obviously you listen to this podcast because it helps get you there. I'm sure you listen to other content or have your own practice, and I just want to remind you that if you feel like you've been in a stage in your life where it's just been harder, guess what? That means that you need to step up that self-love and that self-compassion, right? Because when you give yourself that love, when you give yourself self-compassion, guess what? It makes it so much easier to have compassion for other people. One way to really notice that you haven't been giving yourself compassion is if you're having a really hard time having compassion for other people because that's how it works. Compassion and love, all of that is just a state of awareness. It's, it's a vision. It's like taking off a filter. And when you do it for yourself, it automatically happens for other people. So focus on that. Focus on giving yourself that love that you deserve. Don't deny yourself that, okay? You're doing an amazing, amazing job. It's okay if you're going through a difficult phase. That's part of it. Growth isn't linear. It's a spiral up. I'm wishing you the best.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. The
1: following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for being who you are, which is so needed and beneficial to the world. How can you find a purpose for your life or purpose for living? I don't mean it in a bleak way. I mean it in an I'm looking for it way. I'm single and 43. I've had unsuccessful relationships after relationships with the last person really breaking my heart. I understood they did not want an attachment to deepen, but have just also disappeared. No talking. I spent a lot of time in nature and painting, making art and community gardening. I always thought that by now I'd have a person to love and nurture long term. To me, that gives purpose to life to feel partly responsible for a shared bond. I'm scared of my future, being alone, and my body getting older and weaker. When I think about the animal world, they just find a mate. There is no conscious analyzing of how or the psychology of their mate. They just feel it. They have a desire to fulfill. Why did things just become so depersonalized and complicated and love become a detached practice? The apps make me feel so out of my body. When should you be taking things personally so that you change what is constantly not improving? We are social beings and we need others, but I feel like there's something weird off-putting about me. I don't know how to cope with people I give love to disappearing from my life anymore. Hi love, I'm so sorry you've been struggling with these feelings. When relationships don't seem to work out, it's easy to wonder, is it something I'm doing? But the nature of relationships are most often than not transitory. Many relationships do not last for our entire lives. Many people lose loved ones. Many marriages and partnerships end. Even in the animal kingdom, which you referred to, it's more rare that animals have the same mate for their entire lives. It's totally okay to want to find someone to spend the rest of your life with. I want you to have the thing that you want, but I don't want you to base your purpose for life on that. Your purpose is to share and experience love, but in many forms and in many experiences, through your work, through all of your relationships, Through communion with nature, through your creativity, through your service to others. And this is something that you are already doing. Having an intimate partner is one aspect, but not having that does not keep you from your purpose. It can, however, make you feel distracted from how purposeful the things that you do already are. You have always been in your purpose. When you've been in a relationship and when you've been out of it, relationships are like mirrors to how you see yourself and where you are in the journey of your self-acceptance right now. The whole point is to realize your wholeness, your divinity, but relying on a partnership in order to see that in yourself is an attachment that will leave you feeling incomplete if you lose it. Even if you do find that person, there will be a day in the future where you have loss, Because that happens to all of us. That is the nature of being a human being. Here's the thing. You are 43. You have decades ahead of you. And you're going to have many new experiences and new relationships of all kinds. You've been raised in a culture that is entirely ageist, patriarchal, And makes us feel like once you're past a certain age, that's it. That's the end of your chances to meet somebody. That's the end of your sex life. That's the end of your adventure. I mean, none of that's real. I mean, it really isn't. People of all ages can have any experience they want. And they do. You will find someone who gives you that sense of romance. And who values you for who you are. Who loves your quirks. Who embraces your uniqueness. It will happen, but until it does, there's no point in holding back on experiencing what a gift you are to this world now. There's no sense in limiting the joy you allow yourself to feel. We all have deep desires. We all want things for ourselves in the future, whether it's a successful career or children or marriage or a house, and it's totally okay to have those goals and those desires and to look for ways to attain them. But believing you're not enough and not complete until that happens will leave you totally disappointed by the time you do have it and realize actually that wasn't the answer. Whenever we look for things outside of ourselves to validate our worth, it only works for a short time. Because our worth doesn't come from other people. It comes from inside. There are many people in marriages and partnerships that are unhappy because they expected being loved by another person would enable them to love themselves but it doesn't work that way. In fact, it puts so much pressure on their partner or the relationship or every single person they go on a date with to fulfill them. It often is the cause of things not working out or it not being sustainable. I don't know what happened in your previous relationships, but I do know that just because a relationship ended doesn't mean it failed. Not every relationship's purpose is to last for your entire life. That's not the purpose of every relationship. And all of the relationships you've had served a purpose in your journey of awakening to your worth. The story you tell yourself about those relationships, the story you tell yourself about your own value, the story you tell yourself about what's really gonna make you happy in your life, you have the power to transform that story. What would your higher self say? Would your higher self say, yeah, you need that, and until you find it, you're not gonna be complete? Absolutely not, because deep down you know that it's not true. It's okay to have desires, but I promise you, the more inner peace you have now, the easier it will be to find relationships that reflect your value, And the easier it will be to maintain them because you will be guided through your higher self and through love, not by fear, which is a really important distinction. You can't go looking for love because you're afraid of not having it. Do you see how that automatically cancels it out, your ability to be aware of it? If you're stuck in a fearful place of, oh, I'm not gonna have it, or oh, I'm getting old, and oh, I'm not good enough, it's that state of consciousness that actually puts a wall up to receiving love. And love is everywhere. It's all around you. So keep your heart open. Stay open to all possibilities. Your future is bright and beautiful. Don't put up any more walls to the love that you deserve to feel right now.
3: Hello, Bunny. I'd first like to say that I love your podcast and the work that you do and the advice that you give is so beautiful and so helpful. There's eternal gratitude in the world for you for doing this. Um, And I just wanted to share an experience and kind of see if you had any thoughts um, so I was with a dear friend last night, and we got into a really deep conversation, and we're kind of connecting over the this feeling that we've both been uh, having recently of feeling unloved, um, both in the wake of uh, the end of romantic relationships, and we're kind of wondering about this way that we can be so surrounded by love all the time and then when one type of love ends you lose your awareness of all the other types of love that you have around you so like we're surrounded by wonderful friends and family that care about us but for some reason these romantic loves to end really give have precedence over those other loves and and even like love of self um doesn't feel as powerful when you're kind of grieving a relationship. And it's just such a curious question that I don't really know the answer to. So I was wondering if you have any advice or tools for how to recognize more love in our lives from friends and family and self to kind of help with this grieving process. Um, yeah, I love you so dearly and thank you so much.
1: There's a difference between not feeling lovable and grieving a loss. And I think it's easy to confuse those feelings because when we lose a romantic partner, we have been conditioned in so many ways to equate that with losing our value. There is so much in popular culture and then also just generational concepts that have programmed us to believe that partnership is the most important thing. It's really funny too because marriage for the purpose of love is a fairly new concept. Marriage for millennia had very little to do with love and so much to do with economic security, political alliances, securing property, It wasn't until about 200 years ago in the Age of Enlightenment that this concept of the most important thing in a marriage being romantic love and romantic connection, even a thing, even prioritized. And that was because people started philosophizing about the pursuit of individual happiness. And really, there was a radical shift in how people saw the purpose of their lives. So the idea of romantic partnership and commitment and finding that one person who would complete you, you know, the meaning of that has evolved throughout our history, throughout our understanding of ourselves, throughout our needs for survival. And we're still uncovering what it really means to love somebody and to experience that. Love isn't a possession that can be taken away. Love is a state of awareness. It's a state of consciousness. And when we fall in love with someone, it isn't that that person is the creator of this love that they are giving us. It's that they are a portal to love's awareness. Being with them inspires you to shift your consciousness and see that love is actually everywhere all of the time. Have you ever been walking in a forest or in nature somewhere and you sense something beyond what your mind could understand, some awareness that everything around you is connected in this beautiful, profound way, and that you're part of that connection? That is a shift to the awareness of love because love is what connects us all. So when you feel a deep connection with a partner, it brings you to that state where you feel at home and safe and like you belong. Well, truthfully, you've always belonged. You are part of one consciousness that connects us all. I mean, love is our truth, only when we aren't always conscious of it, right? And that is why there is so much separation and suffering. It's like we have blinders onto the fact that we're all connected in such a beautiful way because it's also not taught to us that way, right? The only way that love is mostly spoken of is through a romantic connection, even though there are so many different ways of experiencing love and so many different manifestations of it and so many portals to it. Even platonic friendships are not valued by our culture the way that they should be. And that's why we have such a limited understanding of love. That's why we have walls up. That's why we have judgments and hierarchies and biases. We literally block it from our conscious awareness in our lives in so many ways. And it's not our fault. This is just the world that we've been brought into. There's still so much more to uncover in terms of the ecstasy and the joy of love. It's like we're just on the precipice of being able to even sense its power. We have moments, right? We have moments, glimpses. So it makes sense that if your deepest experience of that love or if your biggest glimpse into that feeling and that awareness was with your romantic partner, if that goes away, you might feel like you're unlovable, right? That you're never going to find it again. You're never going to be able to glimpse it again. You're never going to find an opening towards that. But that is so far from the truth. Some of my most profound experiences of love were in my solitude, you know, just going inward. Times when I was actually physically alone, but it's ironic because those were the times when I realized and I sensed how truly connected I was to everything, How none of us could ever truly be alone. So going through a breakup is an important opportunity to expand the spectrum of our experience with love. And it's happening for a reason. And this questioning you have of yourself is a precipice to you reaching a new awakened understanding of what love really is. And that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's also so cool how that relationship and the ending of it, the cycle of it, brought you to this place. Do you see how all of these experiences are connected in order to awaken us? You know, if we take the time to just kind of sit back and let ourselves witness how the universe is constantly unfolding and holding our hand to our next evolutionary stage of awakening. This is really our only true purpose, to tap in, to expand love, not to just these fleeting moments or these glimpses or these attachments, but to literally transform this world into an awakened place. And every time we give ourselves that, every time we surrender to that, every time we remind ourselves that we are enough, that we are connected to something so beautiful and so profound and so important. We are shifting the consciousness of the planet. So you might think this question was about a breakup, (laughs) but it's about so much more than that because you are so much more than that. Hey, bunny. Hey, Kara. You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash XO Self. We couldn't do this work without you. Our Patreon and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks, y'all. Hi, Bunny. Just
4: wanted to start by saying thank you so much for this podcast. Um, in connecting with my higher self, I feel like I finally have the clarity and strength to make one of the hardest decisions that I've had to make so far. Um, so some context real fast. My partner and I have been together for two years. We live together and we have so much love for each other. Um, we've been talking about buying a house and... Yeah, things have been overall really wonderful between us. And the only real area we've struggled in has been our intimacy. And for the past like year and a half out of two years, we've really just struggled to connect. And honestly, all of it has been on me. There have been just every single time we've had sex recently has been him initiating it. I never initiate it, and when he does, I often feel my body shutting down, and, like, sometimes even when he touches me, I just, I feel like I recoil. Um, So trigger warning, I experienced a lot of sexual assault in college, and it took me uh, up until about a year ago to finally come to terms with it, um, to finally admit to myself what had happened. Basically, I was just in so many situations where my my body and my brain, everything was telling me, like, run, get out, this is bad, this is not what you want, and often I was really intoxicated, and I just was such a people pleaser, I didn't know how to say no, I feel like, I felt like people deserved whatever they wanted, and, you know, I had let them buy me a drink or two, so... I owed them, and it was just easier to close my eyes and wait for it to be over than to have a voice. And I guess that is what we've blamed in our relationship is my history of sexual assault. And we've been slowly, you know, I've been slowly working on this in therapy and communicating back to him, like, what I think has been going on and why I have such a hard time being intimate with him and he's been so patient and so loving and and so basically a week ago i started having these almost like intrusive thoughts that there was something wrong in my relationship and i kept pushing them away i was like no that's anxiety everything is great and finally i had therapy a couple of days ago and i have never cried so much in my life but it all just started coming out that I realized, you know, my my therapist finally asked me after I'd just been rambling and crying, she just said, do you feel desire for your partner? And without even thinking, I said no. And I think just in admitting that, I realized it's not that I'm blocking myself because of my trauma. It's just that for whatever reason, my I don't desire him in that way anymore. And... I've been trying to heal my trauma by doing the exact same, exact same behavior, which is, you know, I don't feel desire. I don't feel turned on. I don't want to have sex with somebody and I'm doing it because it's what's going to make them happy. It's, you know, in this case, it's what's going to make sure our relationship stays strong. And I finally just realized that I love him so much. I love cuddling. I love all of our trips. I love everything, but I I don't feel a sexual attraction to him anymore. And that is just like the most heartbreaking thing I've ever had to admit. Um, at the same time, sorry, this is so long, but <laughs> at the same time, telling my therapist all this, I'm crying, I'm grieving. I'm just a mess, but I also feel so much clarity and so much peace knowing that my higher self is finally being heard. And, like, I know in my heart that this relationship is not meant to continue on. But what I what I guess I want to ask is the higher self perspective um, and advice on letting somebody go with love because I know this is going to just like, blindside him, just as it's blindsided me. Um, I think this is something we, we've just been trying to work through. And it it almost feels like giving up, but I know it's just not the right fit. So I would just love to hear how to let somebody go with love and... You know, I know it's not my responsibility to control his emotions and his reaction to this, but I just want to do it in the most compassionate and loving way because I care about him so fucking much. Um, And I think along with that, just any higher self advice or words of compassion and support for myself because I'm... I know I'm gonna be okay, in fact, I'm actually really excited to feel desire for people again and to let my body you know choose who it wants and really just explore and grow and heal. but I also know that I'm gonna feel so much loss, and I really don't wanna feel guilt, but I feel like i'm I am gonna feel really bad for breaking his heart, so any words just about love and moving on and healing and you know endings would be really appreciated. Thank you, bunny, and thank you everyone for listening to this really long
1: message. Um Yeah. Thank you. Oh, honey, I am so proud of you for all of your self-care and the healing that you've been doing. You know, hearing your message and the trajectory of your story and how you realized in the end that you were trying to heal your trauma by doing the same behavior. I mean, I got goosebumps because our higher self-realizations sometimes come in so powerfully and in ways we didn't expect and how they unfold can be such a trip sometimes. And it's not like you were in denial of, I think healing happens organically and the time is right for you now to understand, to have that full awareness of what you really need. You asked me for advice on how to end your relationship in a loving way toward your partner, but I have no doubt that you are already going to approach this with so much love and compassion for him. What I do want you to focus on is giving yourself the love and compassion for this process as well. There is nothing to feel guilty about. You've done nothing wrong. Breaking up with someone can be an act of love because just like the relationship isn't giving you what you need, you can't give the relationship what it needs either. And both of you deserve to be in partnerships that feel right for you and are 100% reciprocal. And your relationship, truly isn't really ending it's just changing form i mean the love that y'all have is still very much there and nothing is going to take away from the love that you've experienced together and how much the two of you have grown and learned from each other it is going to be hard to break up and there really is no way around that his feelings are going to be hurt and your feelings are going to be hurt pain does not always mean there's something wrong Things can be painful and totally necessary and totally right. The reason why I think it is so important for you to stay grounded in your sense of self-compassion is because if your partner, in his own pain and in his own hurt from the breakup, questions your needs or, or questions your decision, if you are grounded in your own self-acceptance and the validity of your needs then you will be able to not get wrapped up or convinced of something otherwise. And that will actually help your partner accept it sooner. The more you accept it as right, the easier it will be for your partner to accept as well. But if it doesn't happen right away, if it ends up being a very unpleasant experience, just trust that, It won't always feel that way. I just want to say again, I am so inspired by your courage and your sense of care and how much you obviously care for your partner. You are doing everything right. And I just really want to make sure that you let yourself feel that and let yourself appreciate yourself (laughs) because you've done such beautiful job. So just keep taking it one day at a time. I promise you're going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And both of you will grow tremendously, even more from this experience. Wishing you the best. Okay, everyone, before we conclude, I'm going to share a listener response from episode 61. Here you go. Hi, Bunny. I'm calling about episode 61
0: um, with the last question where she said that she was diagnosed with BPD. As somebody with BPD, I understand intrinsically how hard that is. I understand how it can turn your life upside down because it did turn my life upside down in 2020. But it was also simultaneously the best thing that ever happened to me because I finally understood myself better. Than I had ever understood myself before. It gave me the tools that I needed to be more self-aware and to figure out the root of my behaviors, and my defense mechanisms, to realize that I truly was traumatized and to realize that a lot of the things that I did were defense mechanisms brought on by trying to survive that trauma. And It helped me be kinder to myself as a result because I no longer felt like a monster. I no longer felt like I wasn't unworthy of love. I no longer felt like my feelings were shameful because that's a big part of BPD too, that you're ashamed of your feelings. And... Another thing that I realized was I blamed myself for the way people treated me, and I ultimately realized that even if I made mistakes born of the trauma that I had suffered, I was doing the best I could then. I didn't know then what I know now and I was able to come to terms with a lot of the mistakes I made as a result. I'm still working on it, obviously, but... Ooh. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Sorry. Um. I just, I guess I wanted to let her know that she's not alone, that she is worthy of love and of light, and of forgiving herself for anything deep-seated that she might be holding on to, forgiving herself for trying to survive, forgiving herself for anything that haunts her at night or in the daytime or any time really. And that loving yourself, as Bunny mentioned, like I totally came to realize that. It's not so much about learning to love yourself as learning that you're allowed to love yourself, if that makes sense. You're allowed to feel that you love yourself, that you're worthy of allowing yourself to do that, that you don't have to punish yourself for the things that you think you do. And it's not her fault. It's not her fault that she can't feel the love that she has inside for herself. It's just difficult to access because of all of these core beliefs that were instilled in her from a young age. And that's something that she can change. That's something all we can all change. She just... She just needs to remember that just because she doesn't feel like she is worthy of loving herself doesn't mean she isn't. It just means that her ego is conditioned to believe that that is a way to protect her. And she can change that
1: too. Thank you so much for that amazing loving message i know that it's so helpful to hear from people who have been through the same thing and i really appreciate your vulnerability and your love i felt it so much and i know that the listener who sent in that question will feel it too well, that wraps up episode 78. I want to give a special shout out to Paris Loves Robert Pattinson, who left us a review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. It was so awesome and sweet to see that. Don't forget, everyone, to rate and review. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we will give you a shout out. So that's nice, right? Okay, remember to take care of yourself this week. It's not about getting it perfect. It's not about totally eliminating every single triggering thought or judgmental thought or uncompassionate thought, you know. It's not about getting it perfect. It's about loving yourself through the process. You are enough right now in this moment. Not some future moment when you're more healed, not some past time when you had something they don't have anymore right now. I hope to see you at our higher self reading on zoom on April 30th, this Saturday. Okay, everyone. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I will see you next time. Bye. Exo higher self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.